Mine's good. Life's good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hi, Scott. Sean. We just watched quite a quite a game yeah so it's about six just before 6 30 eastern daylight time on sunday the 25th of march which means that the women's world championship just wrapped up from north bay ontario and team canada comes out victorious not losing a game not losing a game for the second consecutive year first time it happened was last year with rachel homan and Jennifer Jones says, hey, uh, oh, you only had to play 11 round-robin games. Uh, I had to play 12. So <laughs> so what's up? Boom. So let's talk about this game. It, it just happened. Uh, an extra end game. Uh, a lot of really interesting uh, ends, I thought. We have three blank ends to start the game. And then Jennifer Jones cracks the deuce. Uh, there in four, then Sweden comes back with a, a three and five after a couple tough misses there by Team Canada, and then another deuce in uh, six to go up four three, and then the fourth, and that's when I think the game really started getting really interesting there in the eighth end, mm-hmm. where um, you know Canada starts by looking to play for the blank, and then they, or excuse me, Sweden gets aggressive. Canada plays for the blank, and then you have an eight. There's a center guard and a corner guard. Neither team could roll behind it. Mm-hmm. Canada to generate the deuce, Sweden to get the force. Yeah, uh, and then. On Anna Hasselberg's last one, she has uh, a roll that she just puts it right in the middle, right in between, <laughs> between those the two, two guards, yeah. and Jen gets the 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 pick there for the blank, and then nine gets really crazy. Yeah, really crazy. The, this was uh, the epitome of a skips deuce, you know. Uh, after Caitlin uh, ticks that guard on her first, uh, you think, oh boy, uh, this is going to be a steal. Mm-hmm. We'll hope for maybe a steal of one. And then for Jennifer to make the two shots she made, including that run back uh, on her last to score the deuce, was was pretty incredible. Yeah, so so Anna Hasselberg throws a pretty good guard on her last one, and Jen, it's basically a nose hit, uh, mm-hmm. and it goes back uh, into the frozen one uh, that keeps her stone there, gets rid of the other Sweden stone, and then the stone in the top eight foot counts for the deuce. It, it, what a, it was an incredible shot. Yeah, and I got to feel Sweden... They weren't sure who was shot there, and I think if they had really known that Canada was shot, they would have played a freeze down to it. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of that guard, so maybe a bit of a lapse in in judgment there for the Swedish team. But then, hey, they come back in the tenth end. They say, hey, uh, no big deal. We'll score our skips too. <laughs> and it's, what was interesting too about the tenth end there is it seemed like. It was a miss in strategy from the Swedish team mm-hmm. that they didn't use the corner at all. So on the, the third first rock, they play a little tap with the two in the forefoot, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then Canada picks out. But that seems like the time where you could go behind the corner because uh, you had a double set up in the forefoot on the two Canadian stones. Yeah, and then you exactly. have another saver there. But they don't. They keep playing in. And then... Uh, on Anna Hasselberg's last one, she's got to make a really hard shot in her own right. Yeah. Uh, two Canadian stones in the forefoot. One, f- uh, she's frozen onto one of them. Uh, Jen played a guard that just overcurled mm-hmm. a bit, and and Anna Hasselberg makes a butte. Yeah, it was a, a pretty great shot. I wasn't sure it was there, 
Um, but, you know, sure enough, if anybody's going to make those shots, she does. Uh, and, and what looked to be Canada's sure victory was momentarily ripped away. Yes. Uh, and they go to play the, the extra end. Now, we were watching on TSN. I didn't see if Dawn tried a tick on her first shot. We're assuming that she did. And and didn't didn't work out. Because so. her stone wasn't in play, and when they came back, there were yeah. two Swedish guards. So, yeah. so that kind of makes sense. And then there was uh, sort of a lot of play right around that center guard, all of it on the left-hand side of the sheet as we were watching on TV. Uh, a lot of uh, stones coming in and out, and and uh, I think the turning point was the double peel that Jill Officer makes there mm, in the tenth end. Yeah, it leaves a high center guard, but it's a high Canadian stone, and it's again it's high, really so high. it really didn't come into play that much. And then on Anna Hasselberg's next one, uh, on the, the third's first stone, it overcurls, and Sarah's shot overcurls, and it's in the house. It uh, could have been a, a dangerous stone, but it let Canada come in and play into the house where there was a Swedish rock that was shot rock. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Jill Officer's shot that really changed that end, that yeah. double peel. And, and we made a joke uh, before she threw it if the crowd in North Bay would slow clap her before the shot, given that it was, regardless of the outcome, that's her last, her last shot. shot yeah. uh, in competitive curling, uh, they didn't, but uh, placed reward after the shot because she made a, she she made a made great a one. Yeah, if that's that's the last shot that you ever play uh i think you can say all right i'm done hang yeah. them up forever well i don't need to go back on the ice yeah and and then we come through into the the skip stones there and it's even the, even with the the double peel there canada after that all their plays into the house mm-hmm. uh which you don't see that much of in in that at that level of of curling in, in an extra end and on jennifer jones's first and as it turns out only shot um, a lot of discussion as to what you could do. Canada, if you're looking at the the house, in a, about between 10 and 11 o'clock, there's a Canadian stone there. Uh, just between like 12 and 1 o'clock, there's uh, a red Swedish stone that's frozen onto the shot Canadian stone. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of question of what do you do. Uh, the shot stone was just peeking out a bit, so they were worried about Anna Hasberg picking it out. Uh, do you play something off that yellow? There was a, a Swedish stone... Uh, higher as well that maybe you could play off of that in the in the 12 foot just mm-hmm. on the center line mm-hmm. uh, so Jennifer Jones decides to throw a guard and right before she threw it Vic uh, and Vic doesn't do this that much uh, he says they haven't been out there in a while yeah <laughs> could be really slow that's something that Russ normally does mm-hmm. uh, and Vic had it right because they did, that stone didn't have a chance turns out it was really slow yeah yeah, yeah it, it was short by 10 feet almost like yeah it was it was very short and in a situation like that, it's not what you expect uh, a pro like Jennifer Jones to do. So no. definitely something something up with the ice on that side of the sheet. Yeah, and it was interesting too because she said after it, it hogged that out of her hand that she did try to give it more for what she would give a guard. She yeah. said she thought she threw like 12 foot weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 20 feet short Even of that. Still, yeah. um, and then Anna Hasselberg has the pick. And uh, not really sure what happened, if it was too much ice, if she set it, or maybe too much weight. I don't know. It looked to me like she set it out a bit. Uh, but it was, a, it, it was a flash. Yeah, yeah. A flash and a, uh, a second world championship there for Jennifer Jones yeah. and Jill Officer. What's interesting, too, so at, right after the game there, Vic talks about how it was a, a great game, and it was. A lot of really amazing shots. Yeah. Um, but to end it with... <laughs> you end on two misses. Um, to be fair, Anna's shot is really tough it's a shot that like a club curler is going to make one in like a hundred maybe 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 um 
Whereas, but at that level, you expect him to make it mm-hmm. at least maybe fifty percent, a fifty percent shot, maybe. Yeah. Um, so a, an extraordinarily difficult shot, but you don't usually expect the last two shots of a world of championship a world game final. to be to be misses. But again, degree of difficulty was very high uh, on certainly on Anne, Anna Hasselberg's last shot, and even Je- Jennifer Jones's shot because no one's played out there for a half hour and yeah. to guess on on weight. So. Yeah, but you're right. Two zeros from the skips on their last two shots is not what you tend to see no but overall uh canada caps off a really great week great week in north bay i know we talked about it a little bit at the in the preview about what it would be like in north bay yeah so i'm i'm i mean i said this on monday a bit but uh, i'll say it again that i should apologize to the city of north bay uh, i was very skeptical about how north bay would do as a host city they did extraordinarily well mm-hmm. the place was packed um, all weekend, really all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, place was packed. It was loud. Uh, the players talked in the post-game interviews a lot about how great the crowd was. That obviously it was a pro-Canadian crowd, but they weren't anti anyone else. Yeah, like yeah. They were cheering good shots. Uh, and and on draws where Canada was playing, they would you could still hear the cheers from other sheets. Yeah, so like they were still paying attention to to the rest of the games. Really good curling crowd. Super knowledgeable crowd. Yeah, and. I think you were right to maybe doubt uh, North Bay's ability to do this. Uh, they hadn't hosted a big curling event. Yeah, they, ever. Vic did one of his one of his video essays about <laughs> about it during the game. Yeah, and so I'd say you know really great for them to to have put on an amazing event. They set a record for a women's world championship for attendance, which is incredible because that building only holds like four thousand people or something. I think today's was it today's attendance like and it was standing room only it was like third between thirty nine and four thousand. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, great job, great job by the organizers, and uh, great job by Team Canada. Now yeah. I think this means too, just as a side note, that we'll see something else in North Bay, um, be it a Briar or a Scotties. Uh, pro- Not that a building's probably too small for yeah. a Briar. It might be too small for a Scotties. I don't know, mm. um, but certainly a Continental Cup. I think would be good uh, if if they if they're going to bring it to Canada again. Yeah. Um, if they're going to do them in Canada, Continental Cup would be good. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if the the maybe the tour event that they do in the Sioux, oh. maybe they bring that to North Bay one year could be another option there. Uh, the building might be a little too small for a Canada Cup. Uh, or if you're looking ahead in four years, uh, maybe even the pre trials. Uh, that could be a good venue for pre-trials. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, those are all some good ideas. Good ideas for sure. I, I, uh, I'm a little hesitant to say I'd put a Continental Cup there, given that you've lived in North Bay in January. And, uh, <laughs> the players might not like it. Don't know. Much. Don't know if I'd want to make the trek. Uh, not that London was uh, super it was warm. So cold. It was oh so my. cold. It was crazy but, cold. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah. So. Team Canada has not lost a game at a World Championships, yeah. men's or women's, in two years. Yeah, that's pretty um, incredible. Not since Kevin Cooey halfway through the event in Beijing, I think, in two, one, 2016. Was, uh, yeah, was it in Beijing? I don't in know. If it, I don't know if it was in Beijing. The women were in Beijing last year, so I'd be surprised if that. Yeah, one was no, in Beijing. I'm thinking of 2014. Uh, yeah. the one in Beijing, but yeah, uh, not since Kevin Cooey a couple years ago, and uh, oh boy. What a what an amazing ride! An incredible run, and it was interesting. We, we were talking about this during the game that the All Star team, the first team All Stars, uh, it was three Swedish players and a Russian player. Uh, so Team Canada. Now, now again, th- this is based largely off of the percentages, uh, and whoever is the top percentage is usually voted uh, or given that honor. So it's not based on team results or anything. Uh, so the fact that 
Team Canada didn't lose a game doesn't really impact the, who the All-Star is going to be. Uh, but it is kind of remarkable that a team can go through the round robin and then uh, the, the playoffs, although the playoffs don't account for the All-Stars, mm-hmm. uh, undefeated and not have somebody on the basically be the best percentage at their position. On the first team, yeah. yeah. like It's pretty, pretty incredible. So uh, I, if I was them, I'd be like, hey, what, hap- <laughs> what, what happened? What happened? <laughs> But uh, you know what? I think those gold medals will uh, make up for any hurt feelings. Yeah, so so an incredible performance. So what do you think the the narrative now is? Because we talked about this during the game in terms of who wins, what the narrative What's is. What's the story coming yeah, out? Yeah, like yeah. if you're a columnist, uh, what are you writing? So And, and I, f- I felt that if Canada wins, the story is Jill Officer. Yeah, I think that's the, the front page story that you're writing uh, for tomorrow's newspaper. It's got to be Jill Officer wrapping up a pretty incredible career. Uh, playing all those years with Jennifer Jones, uh, six Canadian championships, two world championships. Olympic uh, gold medal. An Olympic gold medal. Oh, yeah, that happened. And uh, <laughs> just having uh, the kind of career for a curler that, you know, is a dream career. Uh, is she done for sure? You, you don't know. You don't know. I think Vic might have said during the week that she's taking a step back from the game. Yes. Not retiring. He might have said that once. Maybe. He's definitely said that. Currently, Canada. Eight hundred. Currently, Canada certainly tweeted that a lot as well. I think uh, it was a drinking game. To <laughs> every time he said it, you'd be pretty bombed. But, but uh, so you know, uh, we'll see where that goes for her personally. It'll be mm-hmm. it'll be nice to for her to get a break. And it'll be interesting to see how Team Jones, the dynamic switches with Jocelyn Peterman coming in for next yeah. season. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see in two years, I think, what happens with Jill Officer and Mark Kennedy, um, even someone like Jean-Michel Menard, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even John Morris, you never know. People who are saying that they're taking a step back, if they're basically going to do sort of a Roger Clemens at the end of his career type thing, mm-hmm. of I'm not going to do spring training, I'm not going to do all the, the stuff that I don't want to do. I'm just going to show up when it counts yeah. sort of thing. And I do wonder if that's sort of a, a strategy that the players will have. And given the professionalization of the sport, you know, yeah, I'm sure you'll hurt somebody's feelings if in two years you say, get out, this person wants to come back. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of the way the sport is going. It is and, a little bit, yeah. And and. If there's a time to do it, it's this year coming up, right? So Yeah, if you're going to take a step back. I mean, next year doesn't matter. At all, um, no. Well, I mean, the winner of the Canada Cup gets a guaranteed spot in the pre-trials. But whoever wins the Canada Cup is, is going to qualify for the pre-trials regardless, at the very least. At the very least. So, yeah, yeah it really doesn't matter in terms of Olympic qualifying. Uh, they still run a, a Briar Scotties and two world championships. and Absolutely. Those still count. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if you're looking at the quadrennial and you want to take a break at some point, next year is the time to do it. So you're right. I'll be interested to see uh, what happens after next season to see if these I, I don't even think next season. Back. I think it would be two years. I think these, these Just teams... compact it down to two years? Well, then you have basically two summers together right so if in two years yeah. from now you you bring in somebody new you have that summer full season then the, the summer leading summer. into the trials uh, assuming that they don't change when the trials are mm-hmm. which we we certainly don't know but so it'll be interesting to happen a great congratulations to jill officer but i think that's the story and uh then the secondary story that uh you could write is about this swedish team who yeah. incredible had a, such a, a great winter you know gold medal game in Pyeongchang 
maybe what is it a month later month and a bit yeah later well john schuster tweeted yesterday or friday uh, a, f- a photo of like this was a month ago a today. Month ago. So uh, yeah, within the span of a month, coming back, playing a, a longer uh, event yeah. here in North Bay, playing uh, really, really, really well, getting mm-hmm. back to another gold medal final, and missing it by however much that rock missed. Uh, by much, Jennifer Jones, you know, so yeah. Stone. So yeah, they uh, put together a great year, and they're super young, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this is a uh, this is. Hopefully really good for Swedish curling. I know when you talk to Nick Adin, he said there's not really the depth and it's not really inspiring. But I think t- like yeah, two sort of gold was, medal yeah. stuff, it, it, it should be enough to get people excited and interested. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, because he was very down on the grassroots, uh, mm-hmm. the grassroots uh, curling there in, in Sweden. And, yeah, big credit to them. I, I was very skeptical about what this team and the Korean team, for that matter, could, could do this week mm-hmm. because of the Olympic hangover. Uh, and a longer week, like you said, more games than you, you would normally get in a round robin and, and all credit in the world to them. They, yeah, they, and the, the Korean team too. Yeah, and the they, Korean they team as well. They came week. through and, and played spectacular. And and I think it's cool. I, I don't know if this, I mean, of course it could happen again, but where you have the t- last two gold medalists playing each other in a world final where all mm. eight players... Are the same, the same, the same right? Like I don't, I don't know if we can, we're going to see that very often, like because the way teams change so much, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly with Canada, I mean, it works because your defending gold medalist uh, for 2014 didn't go to the Olympics in 2018. Mm-hmm. So in Canada, obviously, you can you can get those teams to the World Championships uh, in that sense. So a, a really cool, really cool game in that regard too. Yeah, um, yeah. So. All right, so we've praised Canada and we've praised Sweden enough. Uh, I want to hear from you, like, what were some of your surprises of the week, Sean? Uh, I would say that Sweden and, and South Korea didn't have any hangover at all. That Definitely they, they not. played great, uh, which, again, all the credit in the world to them. Uh, so that was certainly a surprise for me. I think, though, the biggest surprise of the week has to be the Czech Republic team going 6-6. Six and six, Yeah, I uh, think... Sneaking uh, into the playoffs. When we talked about them in our uh, little preview, they were sort of the bottom uh, of the third sort of uh, tier of yeah. teams we talked about yeah um we were we were skeptical we didn't know a lot about them we we did say that if they had a good week they could make the playoffs i mean last last year at the world championships or the last time they were there mm-hmm. uh i think they're five and six so you know they're sort of improving every time but yeah to go six and six this week and uh with the expanded playoff field that gave them the chance yeah um and yeah they were fun to watch and and they had a great uh, week, yeah. Good, good week, good week. Yeah. So that that would be my big surprise. I mean, I, you know, you, you look at this field though, and with the teams that weren't there, right? With the the certainly the Chinese team and the Japanese team, and, and so you have teams that weren't there. I, I, that doesn't take away from what any of these teams accomplished. I don't think, because mm-hmm. uh, yes, the teams like in the Chinese case, right? It was the third ranked team in yeah, the country yeah. who went. So obviously not their top team or even they're the second best team but they're still good teams like they're not it's not like they're sending club players yeah to go play in these events yeah, so yeah. so but yeah the field maybe not as as good as most years but at the top really good teams uh, and even in the middle there are teams that like we said during the preview like hannah fleming could have she had a chance could have done really well mm-hmm. uh and you know even somebody like uh i think in terms of surprises too, the Swiss team, yeah. Benia Felcher, that she missed the playoffs, that very surprising to me. I thought 
going into the week that she would definitely make the playoffs. I had her in the gold medal game. And then yeah. even even once you once we found out there were six teams going to be in the playoffs, yeah. yeah, if you told me that she wasn't going to be in the top six, I would have said you're you're crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, they they had a disappointing week, and I did hear somebody hint that they might have changes for their team coming up for uh, the next. Uh, Olympic cycle, so we'll yeah. be. Uh, I think that would that. make sense because Alina Pats has already announced um, that her team is disbanding. Yes. So it wouldn't be a surprise if we have some changes there, mm-hmm. and maybe a consolidation between those two teams. Alina Pats in her announcement said that the three other players were taking a step back, um, <laughs> which I don't know if that's code for we're asked to take a step back, right? By whoever is in, in charge or or whatever it was, but yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of coming together there of of the different teams um to create really a super team which is weird to say given the swiss success yeah. at the world level that they need us um, they, they, need, need they don't need to do it certainly uh, at all i would say the other maybe surprise that that would come out of this week is is maybe this jennifer jones win just in i picked them to win gold but just in that uh when we were talking about storylines uh, the obvious storyline of Jennifer Jones lost this game, I think, mm. is that she would only have one world championship in six trips. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would have written that story maybe over the Sweden double gold had the game gone the other way. Mm-hmm. I think I, the Sweden double gold is bigger. It's a game story. It's a it's a first day story, but then after that, the exploration of the Jones team. But thankfully, you know, we, we don't, don't have, have to. We don't have to think about we that. We don't have to write it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I think surprised me too, uh, Jamie Sinclair. Uh, we both had her in the playoffs uh, when we thought the playoffs were only four teams. Uh, they played. I was actually surprised that they struggled at the start of the week and sort of picked it up at the end. Uh, I didn't see that semifinal game against Canada. But the bronze medal game today, they played great. Manufactured a deuce and nine to take a lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple line call issues in, in the tent that cost them the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a team that we should see for a while. And and what I really liked what I saw this afternoon, uh, Jamie Sinclair, she's intense. She's intense. <laughs> like she's, she was intense and she was into it. And But not in a way that, that again, from the outside in watching on television seemed detrimental. Yo, yeah, it wasn't detrimental at all. She did have a pretty great uh, broom slam there when when yeah. the, they blew the line call on and an audible curse uh, as well, yeah. which is always fun. Always fun to hear the curse. Yeah. But she's uh, she's definitely a great player. And uh, what I heard during the broadcast was they're not sure how many of these of that team is prepared to commit for another four years. Uh, okay, so if they do commit, that's great. That's uh, amazing. I'm. I know for sure Jamie Sinclair is committed, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, sort of how that team evolves mm-hmm. if some of the other teams in the States sort of decide, oh, we want to shake it up, we want to yeah. mix up the see teams, what happens, yeah, see what happens. Well, I think specifically with Nina Roth, yeah, because um, that team is, has gone to the Olympics now a couple times. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. We'll see, yeah. Uh, and, and what happens there. And certainly, you know, we saw it after the Olympics in 2014 where USA Curling got very involved on the men's side mm-hmm. uh, with John Schuster's team and trying to throw more support than to Heath McCormick. And, and John Schuster was like, well, I'm just going to go win now and yeah. get out of my way. Yeah. So, so we'll see if USA Curling tries to involve itself in, in the formation of teams, which we've seen everywhere else in the world except for this country, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the where the associations try to involve themselves in, in team building, getting those teams together, yeah, absolutely. So, but I mean, overall, great week for Team USA. Mm-hmm. 
they they had a couple bumps in the road there but you know they're young they're learning and uh they they certainly showed well there against korea scoring that big seven in the ninth yes. end i looked i looked over uh i was watching the games and then you know they they went over to the u.s game and i was like what 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 happened <laughs> what uh and they talked all week about korea taking a lot of chances without the hammer yeah and most of the time they were able to get out of trouble when they needed to and it was that end where they just sort of went too hard and right. but that's their mo just in general like if it's, you look at their points for yeah. and against they're both high yeah it's live and die really yeah yeah um so so good for yeah good for the u.s i will say this though i really did not like this playoff format yeah, we um, got to talk about the format. So the format, I don't like the six teams when you have 13 teams in the field. I, it, it's Too many teams make the playoffs. Yeah. And and with all due respect to Jamie Sinclair and the team from the U.S. and the Czech Republic team, uh, I don't think a team that goes 6-6 six and six in the round robin should have a chance to win mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the week. I, I, I think you have to win more games. And you limit the amount of teams that get in. That means, uh, like, if you want to compare it to other sports... Uh, like with baseball, you only let the best teams in, and then whoever gets hot at the right time wins the World Series. Mm-hmm. Whereas in hockey, you let everybody in, and then like then it sort of waters down. Yeah, then it's whoever has bit. the best goalie, and like uh, who cares? Yeah, it's, run, it's right? not the best team. So I like I I want I don't want a situation where a team who is 500 can win. I I want the best to be there at the end of the week, and um, you know. <laughs> I, I would venture to say that the Koreans might agree with me right now. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, because they, you know, they played better than all these other teams all week, and then, yeah, they had one disastrous end, really, because yeah. the the game was pretty tight till then, and and that took them out of the running for the the medals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you go seven and five, and you're in third place, then you. Sh- I, I get that you don't want to have a second chance or anything like that on that. Like no. you're in the playoffs and one and done is I'm fine with that, but I I also think that it shouldn't be a situation where you're playing someone who who finished in sixth. Yeah, yeah, it's right? uh, like, it, it, it's not perfect for sure. There's there's people that uh, have obviously pressured for some sort of uh, change to the playoff format. You know. Uh, whether it be other associations, if it's media people, if it's fans want more, like, I don't know, somebody must have wanted it. It couldn't have been mm-hmm. decided by, like, one person in Switzerland saying, <laughs> uh, hey, this is what we want. Right. But but for now, it, it is what it is. But it's important that if you don't like it to to say, like, we, yeah, as I, we saw Glenn Howard. Glenn tweet Howard tweeted he, that he didn't like it, that there had to be more of a carrot for the teams that finished first, uh, mm-hmm. I somewhat interestingly, Caitlin Laws liked that tweet, and this yeah. was before their semifinal game that he tweeted that out. Uh, Nolan Thiessen, though, who, who's worked a lot with Curling Can over the past couple of years, talked about in his tweet about it how there's so many different constituencies and people who have to, yeah, be, which I, I guess I, I wonder if five would be better if there's a way to work it with five. Uh, I don't know if there is, um, and then you have maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I don't know. If I mean, at this point, just make but, a double knockout and then, you know. I mean, if or six yeah, teams or yeah, or the playoffs, or yeah, or you just have um, like an A flight, B flight, C flight to get to a page or something. I don't know. Like maybe yeah. you don't need a round robin, but then Vic gets confused and we don't. <laughs> I would still prefer a round like robin so that everybody plays everybody. But 
there could be better ways to look at it. And so we'll think about those in, over the summer and maybe do a, an episode where the best, people can yeah. write into us their uh, suggestions and we'll give ours and, you and know, see what we do. See what yeah. we do. So yeah. we should wrap this up, Sean. But I'm curious to hear how our predictions went. Oh, you are curious to hear how our predictions went. Interesting, Scott. Yeah. Um, huh. So thus far this season, I've done much better than you. You have been uh, better at predictions. Uh, until this week. Um, Boom. So I had in the playoffs Canada, the Swiss, the Scots, the Americans. And I'm going back to our original one because um, we'll go by those four uh, only. Yeah. Because um, I, I then said Korea and Sweden <laughs> when I found out it was six. But we won't count that. Um, and again, just because of the, the hangover of the Olympics. And of course, so I only mm. had two of those correct. My gold medal game was Canada against the Swiss with Canada winning. So I got the gold medal right, but that's pretty much all I got right. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, got it dead perfect with a Canada-Sweden final, a U.S.-Russia bronze, bronze with Canada winning the gold. I mm-hmm. think you did have the Americans winning the bronze medal game, but I didn't write that down, so I can't confirm it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it doesn't exist anywhere. We can't confirm So it. you crushed it this week. So congratulations to you, Scotty. Listen, Sean, if I have learned one thing from doing this uh, Game of Stones podcast, it's how to get better at predictions. And that's by, uh, you know, just getting inspiration from you, man. You've been the, the pro so far. <laughs> Uh, so that, well, I guess we'll wrap up the week from North Bay. We're going to come back later in the week uh, with a preview of the Men's World Championships. We'll also talk about any stories that emerge from North Bay tonight uh, and in the next couple of days if there's any movement on other women's teams now that the, the full season is wrapped up, particularly those international teams, mm-hmm. if, if they're in position to make any announcements. We'll keep a track on that, and we'll talk about that later in the week. Uh, but we'll try and drop that episode of the Men's World, I think, Thursday. Uh, as the World Championships get underway on Saturday from beautiful Las Vegas and the Orleans, uh, Orleans Arena. Arena at the Orleans Hotel. So uh, last big event, last event of the season of champions, yeah. certainly, and then there's two uh, tour events after that. <laughs> Don't sound so excited about those tour events. <laughs> they seem like a letdown. But anyway, uh, the Champions Cup's kind of cool because you see a bunch of different teams that you don't mm-hmm. normally see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll drop that later in the week on Thursday. Beauty. Also, uh, we're going to launch our website at some point in the near future. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We'll tweet about it. Uh, and do follow us at Game of Stones Pod, Scott at Scott Likes TV. I am at Dr. Shawnee Fever. You can also email the show, Game of Stones Pod at gmail.com. So until we talk to you later in the week, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. <laughs>